Berlin. Uh, it's a city that that mingles severity and style, Western abundance and Soviet austerity, uh, brutalism and the Baroque. They can live cheek by jowl. It's also the fictional home of maestro Lydia Tarr, Kate Blanchett's complex bravura character in director Todd Field's Tarr. It's a fall from grace epic, a film... A film dripping with, with power, dressing with, with suave German design. Tar wears authority and, and her genius in a suit, a button-down, cashmere, pleated pants. The clothes are at the core of this character. Bina Deigler is the film's costume designer. She joins us now. Bina, welcome. Hello. This, Bina, is, is a film of such such complexity, such... Emotional richness and extremes. How does that boil down when you come to start to think about clothes? That's a very tall order. It is actually, and I often have like the impression more than a costume designer, I'm I'm a psychologist who tries to analyse a script and the director's fantasy about his story. And also, like, I have to analyze my actors very well and know them very well so that I can have the right intuition how to dress them and how to translate everything what is written in the script to the wardrobe. You've worked with Kate Blanchett before. Yes. I worked with her on Manifesto and on Miss America. And is she a good woman to dress? I think she is the best woman to dress, yes. <laughs> I mean, she has the way how she gets into her character is really a very nice process to watch. Yeah, she wears the clothes very well. So take us back to the beginning of that that long process of your 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 the, the psychoanalysis here of, of 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 character and your coming to an understanding of script and so forth what what sort of length of time does this take well i i got the script very early on because we had also a little bit of a pre-shoot in new york and actually i had like the script 2 years before already so mm. but that was just reading it and then I started to prep like four months, but just a little bit to go for reference and do really like research about all the specific locations and the audience, the classical music world, other female conductors. Then I prepared a mood board and had my meetings with the director and I had a constant exchange of pictures and ideas with Kate. And then like 10 weeks before I started really to work and 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 pull the clothes together and start with fittings. You say thinking about other female conductors, but I I was struck in this, and of course it is the Berlin Philharmonic that, that Lydia Tarr, the character, conducts, but I'm... I'm I was thinking of sort of a lesbian Herbert von Karajan. <laughs> this image kept coming into my mind. Is 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 he on your mood board? Yeah, he was. He was definitely on our mood board, and he was in his elegance, mm. but also simpliness. Um, he was an inspiration. 
Lydia Tarr as a character has, it, it, it is clear to me, this is the feeling I get from the film, such a strong sense of her personal style. She is very determined in what she wears. We have a, a, a big scene at the beginning of the film where she is with tailors. She is having suits made bespoke for her. It's clearly a very important part of her personal self-definition. Yes. Before we had this scene actually in the movie, we had... I, I tailored a lot for her because I just wanted to have the absolute right fit in her clothes. I also like was going in this gray tones, bluish. And so there were a lot of, of things we tailored for her because also for a conductor, like physically, they have some needs to their wardrobe, hmm. like that there's enough space for their arms in the shirts. And that like how the pants sit can help them or helped um, Kate to get strength in her core and like to feel strong in front of the orchestra. And so they were like special things that I put in my bespoken tailored wardrobe for her. And you gave her quite a high waist to help in that, that support. Yes, exactly. Um, that was for, for us important and also because it made a very nice body shape and silhouette. When you, when you, you, you mentioned that, that sort of tonal range and it, and it is, it is muted, very beautiful, but, you know, a, a very limited range in, in tone. That must serve so many things. You need to be mindful, obviously, of what looks good, but also what suits the character and what you're trying to say about the character, but also the surrounding, scenery and sets and the, the tonal range of the film itself. How tricky is it to bring these things together? There are a lot of meetings between the DOP and, and, and the production designer. And then also there's somehow an, an intuition. And then obviously, again, you get inspired by the locations. And for me, for example, one inspiration was the gray sky of Berlin because we were shooting in autumn and the Berlin light somehow was was an inspiration for me how she would be dressed to really um, match the the Berlin autumn and the city weather that we have in November there. Perfect time in terms of fashion to be shooting. I mean, autumn allows knitwear, but not the sort of the, the big coats of winter. It's it, it's a, a lovely time to show off uh, a, yes. a range of clothes. Yeah, that's true. And But what we also, you can see that what we did, we did a lot of layers because sometimes the, the, the days were like long. She had like a lot, lot of scenes to do in, with some costumes. And so we, we layered like the shirt and on top there was the sweater and then the jacket. And sometimes then she had a coat with her so that during the day she could like play with her wardrobe and make little changes. It layered and, and, and yet there is an overall tone of, of, of minimalism. I, I wonder how much you, in pursuit of that, that beautiful clean line, the, the minimalist aesthetic that's so much a part of this film, how much do you discard? How much do you eliminate from, you know, early thoughts? I have to say that her character was quite there already in the first fitting. I, as I had the privilege to work with Kate before, it helps enormously when you know already an actor. 
type who you will dress because it gives you somehow a shortcut and i never saw lydia tar with patterns because i found it distracting i thought that a conductor doesn't want to distract the orchestra a conductor wants that the orchestra is completely concentrated on their conducting and the movements so that is why i kept it so minimal and and i actually thought that i nobody would ever look at the costumes because i really tried <laughs> to make costumes that are not distracting at all and somehow now they got a lot of attention <laughs> but that was not my thought <laughs> They received a tremendous amount of attention, and and I must say, it's all very approving attention. People have been uh, uh, loving what she is wearing, which is an interesting thing. Where we have a character which is who is not sympathetic, um, a, a tough character, uh, and yet perhaps it's a thing that people find some comfort in loving what she wears, even if they can't love the character herself. Yeah, but I think that. The character actually, or the whole movie, it raises a lot of questions, and I think that is why the people are getting out of the movie and they ask a lot of questions, and they yes. didn't get the answer, and that makes them think about it. And then you think about the character, and then you think how she looked. Like I think that comes together. The audience comes out, and they don't have a clear conclusion what really happened. <laughs> Which is a wonderful way to leave a theatre. Yes, that 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 sense of hmm, mystery. I mean, the other thing, of, of course, is and I'm thinking particularly here of of the the apartment um, uh, of Lydia Tars in in Berlin, a, a, a magnificent, brutalist, stark, but but perfectly ordered, perfectly arranged uh, piece of architecture and interior design, and the person who lives in that place. Obviously, wears beautiful things. It's they they go together, do they not? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. If you put um, the wardrobe together for a character, you have to see the social status. You know, she also drives this expensive car, the Porsche, and so obviously they have a um, a partnership where there is a lot of 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 money and a lot of, of status and that you can see in the wardrobe and you can see it where they live and how they live, both like Lydia and, and Sharon and also in her daughter, for example. You you don't see a lot of the daughter, but when the daughter goes into the school, like the raincoat, everything of, of her is, is expensive and exquisite and... <laughs> <laughs> new, you know, but that was, for example, for me, very important, like the way how we see the daughter going into school and then leads us to the scene with with Lydia and the famous sentence, um, I'm Lydia's dad. And so, yeah. Yes, I, I'm Peter's father. It's a, a memorable yeah, moment I'm in the Peter's film. Father. <laughs> yes, I mean, you, you tell you everything is is um, beautiful and expensive, and in fact, that that's true in reality. And this was not a film with a huge budget. There's a, a one particular item which people have discussed. This is the the coat from the row, which is about a three thousand pound coat that <laughs> Kate was very keen on. You too. Um, were there fights to squeeze expensive items into that, that tight budget to argue the case for those things? 
Well, you know, I had expensive um, items. I had also vintage items. I had brands that um, helped me. They, they supported the movie. And then it is something that we never have enough money. You know, we are always saying, oh, I can't do it. I don't have. And you just you get used to it and you just have <laughs> like your tricks how you you get what you really want and and you squeeze it all in somehow and of course you have always that discussion with the producer and tell them that i need more money <laughs> i must like have that. this bag for example the, the hermes birkin exactly yeah yeah that was a big deal but we managed i understand that you and kate had thoughts about a louis vuitton bag rather than the hermes but the hermes won out in the script, Todd um, was very particular about some pieces. And for him, for example, um, the description of the character of the woman that was after her talk with Gopnik um, and got like, was her one night stand. He had a, a very specific look for her. And for him, the description was, it is a woman who wears an MS bag. And, and somehow there he is right. I know exactly what he wanted. A certain character. Yeah. Jewelry, of course, is, is she is not a character who is, wears conspicuous jewelry other than one beautiful watch. Yes, because I, you can see it like um, Lydia, she is wearing very expensive and very chosen clothes. But at the end, she just puts them on in the morning. She doesn't. You know, her closet is just made that everything matches and that she can just get dressed in any kind of combination. Because that was somehow my idea, you know, that she doesn't have to think, oh, today I wear all in red or I do this or that. It's just like she opens her closet, she gets dressed, she brushes like her teeth, her hair and she leaves. There's no makeup, there's no fuss about her. She's not somebody who spends hours in getting ready because at the end she lives only for her music. Why does she wear her Rolex with the face turned inwards? Because um, of the reflection so that they, the musicians don't get suddenly distracted if, uh, if a light catches <laughs> their watch. And that is why they turn it. This would be a product of your research. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's as, as we've said a couple of times, it's very much a, a film which it, it, it moves in Berlin, it moves in New York, and it's very much of the character of those places. I, I wonder how this film would have looked, just imagining, were it set in Paris. Would, would that, to you, immediately suggest a different uh, clothing vocabulary? Yes, definitely. It would have been different. I, I can't now say in which details, but something would have been different because I really think that each location, each city has somehow their own way how they dress. And I think my inspiration would have been different hmm. because, for example, my mood board really looked more like a Berlin graffiti in Kreuzberg than, than like a high fashion mood board, <laughs> you know? Yes. Obviously, Kreuzberg has nothing to 
do, for example, with, with Paris, you know, it, it, it would be just different. And I think also the flat would have been where she lives would have been completely different. Mm, mm. And the art pieces and everything. Everything would change. Yeah. Your new project is a, is, is a world away from Lydia Tarr, but much closer to that world of, of, of high fashion. The Balenciaga series, you mm. mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah, obviously that was. <laughs> because it is period and uh, it's like the life of Balenciaga and his amazing creations. So that's very, very different. It's a complete different approach because you recreate something that existed and it was very beautiful to do the this tailoring for for that show it was really amazing Vina, congratulations on your work on tar a, a sumptuous film and impeccably dressed so many beautiful clothes uh, and, and thank you for sharing well thank you for having me it was wonderful to speak to you it's been a Daigler, a costume designer for for tar you can find that film in cinemas even as we speak. This is Blueprint, ABC RN. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.